Get that fun feeling in the morning. Hey, thank you for downloading our podcast. It is Friday. You know what that means? Here's the podcast. Enjoy. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Maddie, you're so smart. And you know, the best thing about your... The best thing about your smartness is everyone agrees with that statement. And you share it with everybody as well. Well, now I don't feel like I want to with that kind of reaction. Oh, yeah, that old chestnut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My face. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what I've learned about this week. This is an institution of learning, ladies and gentlemen. I learned a lot about Stab this week. He is what we would call a Barfy boy. I got my uh, I got an account at Lush and the Body Shop. What stuff. are you doing there? You can well, you've got your bath caddy. You can be on the internet. Oh, you did not own a caddy. I've still, He's got, still it. got a caddy. You can have you watch TV and read a book. Remember as a kid when there was like an order of bathing, and if you were the the, the last, the last you'd have to get in everyone's. And there'd always be water. someone who's done it. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, everyone does that. Everyone does that. Everyone. No, does and number two sometimes when it was floating around. Oh. And then everyone, uh, do you got jewels swimming in the water? Do you got swimming on the water? Then, then, you guys then, like everyone does it. <laughs> and then a big brown shark came. Splish splash! I was taking a bath. Now, I thought Stav was the only boy in Brisbane who likes to have a little bath. Well, I learned he's not alone. Is your partner a bathy boy? He certainly is. What does he do when he's in the bath? He'll watch Netflix. Man after my own heart. Your hubby is? Yes, he is. He has a Bluetooth speaker set up. Mm. He'll play spa music in the background. He has a smelly candle. He'll light. He has the bubbles going. Like no, the he strength. does. You're oh, joking. You're adding some stank to this, surely, Jess. No, completely. I also learned that no bloke was willing to call up and admit it. It was all the girls throwing them in the bath. Oh my God, guys, we got one. Mm-hmm. Sean, you're a bathy boy. Absolutely. Certified. Great day. <laughs> Welcome aboard, brother. <laughs> Do you have one every day or how often? Oh, look, after a long day, you know, every second or third day, nothing better than sinking in with a beer, yeah. chilling out. Yeah. yeah. Don't knock it till you've tried it. Did you use bubble bath, Sean? That and Epsom salts. It's, you know, Epsom it's depending salts. on what I'm feeling, what yeah. the vibe is. Do you use essential oils with your Epsom? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the beer is kind of, you know, the aromatic enough. Yeah. <laughs> Well done, Sean. You proudly bath, Stabby boy. Now, we've been saying it for weeks on end. It's the last thing. Lock in your guesses right okay. now. Okay? okay. So it's done and dusted mm-hmm. so you can be high and mighty that you guessed them before anyone else did. Oh, I think you've accidentally put a... Wiggle song there instead. That is 100%. 100% Simon. Simon, who's the red wiggle. And this week, I learnt we were right. And Simon Price, the red wiggle! Simon, the red wiggle, joined us for a chat and he shared some big news with us too. Very excited. First little baby. Don't quite know what to expect, but yeah, incredible. We, uh, we're due sort of early next year, so we're really excited about that. But being a superstar to kids, we had to ask the question. Baby, one more time. 
what are you going to do? Because we used you guys as our little break time. We're like, bang on the wiggles and we'll get like 15 minutes here. <laughs> will you put on the wiggles? You'd be like, well, I'm going to do high five. Yeah, I think, I, I don't know. I won't get a break, will I? I'll have to do it live. But uh, <laughs> we'll leave it up to our child. It's like uh, it's like a child choosing a religion. They'll just <laughs> right. have to decide. Yeah, and we'll true. just put all the options out there yeah. and then we'll have to just go with it. Maybe Paw Patrol or something. Or Bluey. Bluey's pretty Bluey's pretty big. Days. Yeah, you can't yeah, go wrong with yeah. Bluey there. Between you and me, Simon, you can usually get a little bit of adult time in one Peppa Pig episode. Ooh. Oh, can you? Okay. Mm. <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble! Y'all ready for this? Abby was chasing some answers about parenting this week. At what age does uh, play fighting stop? Her boys have really been getting stuck into it. They play fight all the time. Mm. They'll only stop when one of them gets hurt. I told you, I am willing to be on Jagger's team when you want to put him into the UFC. Mm-hmm. Whack that kid in an octagon and mm. we're going we're gonna to make, make some, some coin. <laughs> I've given up stopping them. Mm. I need to now just put the bets on the winner. So we opened the phones and learnt, well... They never really stop. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. I'm 27 and he's 25, and yeah, we still get into it every time we see each other. Second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. He's 34, I'm 24, and I grew up with just my dad and my brother, and I win every time. (laughs) Yeah. But I did learn there is one move that will end every fight. Someone yells stop. There's a nipple grab or something and it's, ow, it's too much. And then, you know, then they stop. It goes limp. Nipple cripple always ends it every time. (laughs) Taps out. Especially when you draw blood on the nipple cripple. Ow, fight is over. That's that's (laughs) that's a tap out. That is taps out. Switch. Yeah. yeah. Well, you sound like go. you miss it. I do actually, oh, thinking about it. I'm going to have a ruffle. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys doing in the workplace here? Yeah. Only oh, social you, distancing. Yeah. I, think you promised I thought you, you might want an excuse to not. Oh, come on, I'd crush him. Thanks, Christy. That's what I've learned this week, and you can get all of it again in the podcast. Download the B105 app now. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Love's like the scariest thing in the world. I would love to get down on one knee at the end. Yeah, The Bachelor, Wednesday, 7.30, Channel 10. It is back on. Oh, I've been waiting to speak to this girl. I mean, I'm sorry that she went out, but she was happy with it because she did leave while giving the middle finger to the mansion. We're back at it again at the mansion. Nothing's changed. Roxy's having a meltdown. Off get the cameras off my face. Get me, get me out. You need to calm down, Rox. You, no. You, no. Rox? No, I've had enough. I just want to go home. I just want to go home. Honestly, I'm out. Pack my bag, I'm done. Send me home. I am out. And she did go home, and you know that it was uh, hectic when a producer's in there saying, Roxy, calm down. Never tell a woman to calm down. <laughs> Morning, <laughs> Rox. Good morning. Have you calmed down yet? I've definitely calmed down. Rhonda's left for the day. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you'd had enough. You wanted to get out. Just too much drama for you? Way too much drama. I'm, like, fully triggered in that house, so it was best that I just got out of there. <laughs> um, you did say my favourite line that's happened during the show because you were the one that was kissing and you were, like, the kissing, so you're kissing so innocent, and then you said... Bend me like a pretzel. <laughs> oh, well, you You're going to get a sponsorship. You were the pretzel girl. You've been very innocent. Throw me down. Bend me like a pretzel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought he, like, you know, he's a touchy-feely guy. He'd be a bit more passionate, I guess. Had you ever said that line before? 
Never, and I'll probably never say it again. <laughs> You'll have it said back to you, I think. I know that lockdown's a bit different this year, and it was a bit hard. You were doing Zoom dates. Have you managed to meet anyone since the filming has ended for you? Because I guess you're not out in public, so it doesn't matter. No, I just, I'm choosing to lay low at the minute and just, yeah, kind of get through this period and live my normal, boring life for a bit, to be honest. I've got to admit to you something, Roxy. I don't know if it's gotten back to you yet. Um, but my friend lives next door to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he spied on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know who it is? I don't know who it was. I've been keeping my eye out for someone staring over a balcony, though. Because <laughs> he was... So I was getting, like, before the TV show even went on air, mm. I was getting blow-by-blows of what was happening, and it was sending me pictures of you on dates in onesies, Okay, the... that's not weird at all. No, <laughs> no, no, he's seeming a bit like a stalkerish. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's, let's rephrase this. He's a huge fan of the show and was really excited to see what was happening. Awesome. Well, no, he, he, the fact is he's actually loving watching the show now too because he's like, I was, I was on my balcony peeking through the door when that was being filmed. Um, <laughs> well, but... he did get some facts wrong though. I did mm. notice that. <laughs> oh, what facts did he get wrong? When I slammed the laptop and went off at my producer, it wasn't because I was embarrassed. <laughs> okay, because he did say, he said during, you were in a onesie, he said you shut the, the laptop lid and you said that was humiliating. Oh, yeah, I did say that. <laughs> <laughs> so so what, what was it that was humiliating? Um, just a silly question that I was asked, to be honest. It was just out of left field and I just thought it was a bit like, oh, okay, that's not appropriate, but uh, sure. What, what was the question? Do you have a secret boyfriend? Oh, that isn't appropriate. Ah, oh, right. The answer is yes. I was like, let's keep it show-related, guys, and what's actually happened. Oh, <laughs> it's a strange question to ask when you've applied to go on a dating show. I know. It's the most scandalous question you could be asked on a dating show, and I can mm. only imagine who asked it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Because it's basically like saying, are you not following the rules and just on here for fame? Yeah, yeah. Look, but Lockie can't talk. He had how many girlfriends? Yeah. Well, that's the good. That's a good mm-hmm. point, Roxy. Why is it not okay for you, but okay for, for him? Oh, I mean, you have to ask the show. I don't know. Well, we, we ask the same in reverse when it's the Bachelorette. Yeah. 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 Well, the Bachelor can do no wrong, so. <laughs> do you think he's a genuine person? Um. Yeah, I mean, he was a nice guy, but there was a lot of things you don't see on the TV. I did grill him a little bit because I kind of was hoping to get more of a gentleman, <laughs> like not going around kissing everybody. <laughs> You guys actually have another connection, Maddie. I'm not sure if you're aware of, but um, Roxy's dog has its own Instagram page, and your cat, Popcorn Chow Meow, also has its Popcorn own. Popcorn Chow Meow. Yeah. <laughs> has its own Instagram page, too. So maybe they could be buddies. I'm going to have to find that profile because that's a good name for a cat. Yeah. Well, we live in the same area, so we can get them to meet up for a photo shoot or something. <laughs> yes, wait. Let's see that up. Let's hang out. Yeah, next time you, you, could, you could take your cat for a walk with Lottie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with Lottie. You guys are going to be the best influencers ever. I think Roxy seems a bit too cool for you, though, Maddie. Yeah. Oh, well, look, if any guy's walking their cat, I think they're too cool for anyone. That's a very good point. <laughs> If you see a guy in the park with his cat on the leash, run. <laughs> Bloody run. I'd love to see that, actually. I had a mate that used to walk his two cats. What a loser. Oh, that's what I said. Was <laughs> <laughs> he? Yeah. yeah. Was he? No, no. no. <laughs> were you, you sound like, um, were you pushed by the producers, do you feel? Like, do you feel like they, they egged you on knowing that you were a, l- a little bit more feisty than the others? I think the best way to describe it is like TV land just takes over and things just start happening and you're like, how did I get here? And next thing you know, you're just like going on a tangent at someone. So it's just like, 
I don't know what happens in there, but, yeah, something's going on. <laughs> I guess because you're cut out from the other world, the only friends are the producers that you think are on your side, and it's like a pressure cooker. Yeah, I think, I mean, they're there to do a job at the end of the day, mm. and yeah. so, like, situations do happen, and they do have a say in, like, what you're talking about and where you are, so... Yeah, definitely has a part to play. Would you go on Bachelor in Paradise and from any season, who would be the one guy that you'd put forward that you want to meet? Because that's what you need to do on the application. Yeah, look, I'm not in a rush <laughs> to go on a dating show again because you all saw how that turned out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't say there's anyone that I'm really kind of like keen on from the season. So mm. that doesn't matter. You can still go on it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll still go for a cocktail. <laughs> yeah, it's a good. It's free holiday. <laughs> uh, well, Roxy, thank you so much uh, for calling through uh, this morning. You're a lot of fun to talk to. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Good on you. There she is from the Bachelor, Brizzy girl, Roxy. Don't forget Bachelor. It's back Wednesday, seven thirty on 10 it's stab abby and matt stab abby and matt for breakfast b105 cut out the crazy talk is it normal in other words i'm crazy so always a, a tough question to ask is it normal because you're hoping people say yes but there'll always be people out there that's hey. what brings me hey. comfort mm. no matter how strange you are there's someone else that's strange too or and, stranger yeah that's exciting 13 10 60 don't be afraid to agree uh, and tell me, is this normal? Does your girlfriend or your wife do this to you too? And I did a quick little survey here in the office, and then uh, Nat, our producer, out there on the phones, if you ring and talk to her, she says she's guilty of this as well. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if you said you're guilty of it. Oh, we, do, we do it all the time. Yeah. But then we're, we're, like, we're very, very handsy. Yes. So my wife has this obsession of sneaking up behind me and poking my bottom. Mm. And I don't know what it is, but it infuriates me. Oh, you don't like it? It infuriates me. Well, I can tell you why she does it. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly the reason. Because it's fun getting a reaction. But I would never do that to her. No, but you grope her. Can I say that word? Yes. It's potential groping. Yeah. See, my husband has never walked past me in the house, ever. Like, I meant never walked past me without touching me. I I guess I do the same to Esther. A thumb tap, a squeeze, a thing, a full hug, a bear hug. Like, never done it. So I never do it. I do the same back to him. But don't you see the difference? I do the same. I I love nothing more than when, if Esther's in the hallway, I love being able to brush past her and just. Just touch her. Mm. Yeah, but you do but it gentle, but gently and nicely, yeah, as they were saying. And I, not, I, I love like, you, and I want it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. But Esther, <laughs> we're not filming today, are we? <laughs> we are. We're, oh, we're streaming live. Yeah. Oh, but, are we? Yeah. But in, oh. no, no, we're not. But we'll cut that up for Instagram. <laughs> but in return, I'm just there. I'm I'm doing dishes, or I'm like unstacking the dishwasher, and just out of nowhere, she turns up and bam. Yeah, because she likes to get you off guard, and you hate it, and it's so fun annoying someone else. In the spot? Yeah, of right. course. I'm just, I've, I've yeah. never had this occur. Are you guys touchy when you walk past each other? Yeah, but not yeah. that. Oh, right. Yeah, no, we're, yeah. yeah, I don't know. So 13, 10, 60, is this normal? Let's see uh, if anyone else <laughs> does it. Now, Credence from Deception Bay. Cool name. Cool name. You've been with your partner for seven years? Yeah, seven years. Yeah. You're hearing this. What do you think? Is it normal? Does she do this to you? Yeah, she does it. Like, he too. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, she, she watched the movie. Um, I can't remember what it was. But, like, 
yeah, it was just something that happened on the movie, and then ever ever since she watched that, it's like all the time. There's a movie to blame for this? <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. want to search, but I don't know what to put into Google. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 don't go Googling that. But, Credence, yeah. would you say, I know this is hard to say, Are you? you've been together for seven years, are you married? No, no, engaged. Are you engaged? But you're, you're a very happy relationship. Yeah. They yeah. say that the happier the relationship, the more... Touch, touch, when you walk past. The more poke, poke, the more... Okay. (laughs) So you you mean, I need to make her miserable to make her stop? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the first thing that goes in relationships is hug and physical touch. Leslie, you've been with your partner for three months. Are you guilty of this? Is it normal? Yes, I think it is. I do it all the time. I can't help but squeeze him. Yeah, squeeze him. You're talking about that. No, but you're specifically talking about the poke. The poke. Do you poke with the finger? Well, squeezing his bum, I should would say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Bum Everyone's yeah. different what their thing is. Yeah, I'm saying just the poke. I think the poke is weird. Uh, back in Mango Hill, is it normal? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> You're a poker? You're a poker? <laughs> yeah, and a slapper. And a slapper. <laughs> How does he react when, when you poke? Does not like it. No. <laughs> so, and is that why you do it, Beck? Because he doesn't like yes. it? Yeah. Yes. Right. Right, okay. Hayden. Because you don't get angry. You still smile. Yes. Like, you're like, don't do that. And and then it's like a little bit of a flirty thing. So should I turn around and go, that was lovely, thank you? Yes. No, but if you were like, stop. hey, stop it, that's inappropriate, she wouldn't do it. No, she would. Yes, yeah, she would. <laughs> no, because you say it like that, smile. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> Hayden. <laughs> Hayden. Hayden. Is it normal? Oh, mate, she does it to me every second day. Uh, <laughs> all right. I, just, I hate it, but her excuse is that I touch her. So yeah, uh, yeah, see, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, okay, right. So if I... You're right. Yeah, so we're back where we started. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? Mm. I feel like a, a problem shared is a problem halved. Do you know what? Mm. If she stopped doing it, you'd miss it. Yeah, when, when, she, when she goes, it'll be the one thing you miss. Yeah. Are you saying at a eulogy? (laughs) Could someone just come around? (laughs) (laughs) Just for old times. Stab! Stab, come here. I need you, buddy. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Australia's border wars have hit a new low with a Sydney family asked to decide which of its four children will be picked to cross the Queensland border to say goodbye to their dying dad. It's become a political debate when it shouldn't be. It should be on compassionate grounds and it's turned terribly nasty and we were talking to um, someone yesterday about Mark Keynes. He's very sadly at the age of 39 has been diagnosed with terminal cancer only a month ago. Mm -hmm. They don't believe he's going to make it till Christmas. Now the devastating thing is his four kids live in New South Wales Mm. and haven't been able to come up and see him. They were told that they could choose one child to come and see him um, to say goodbye for only an hour. Yeah. I, I mean, out of any of this, I think the children and what's best for the children should always be the main concern. Um, and we found out late last night that a border exemption was finally granted, and Mark's sister, Tam, is on the line with us uh, again this morning. Uh, thank you so much. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Um, yeah. Oh, so hang on. Sorry, well, maybe I had that wrong. You don't have the exemption yet. I, yeah, I was about to say, we haven't actually been offered anything. Oh, all the headlines are that you guys have been, um, have you applied for it? Oh, we've applied a long Mm -hmm. time ago. Um, They've given us scenarios that could happen. Okay. But we've had actually no actual answer to say, yep, you can go. 
Right. And that, that's the hardest thing for us is, yeah, we still, we still don't know. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Australia heard your story, though, and people have just been outraged for it, even people that were like, shut the borders, definitely keep the borders shut. But on compassionate grounds and in this situation, I think everyone's heart just opened and said, the kids need to see their dad and their dad needs to say goodbye to their kids. And since it's gone up on um, GoFundMe, how much has it raised? It's raised over $200,000. Wow. Wow. It made my whole family cry. Uh, yeah, it's amazing, isn't <laughs> it? you were hoping to get the four children up to Queensland, but you want to see your brother as well. How many family members are you hoping to, to get an exemption for? We've asked for all immediate family. So my, my parents, um, he's five siblings and he's four kids. But we do understand that that's a lot of people. Um, so our maj- main reason is we want the kids to go up. If we could go up and see him as well, that would be amazing. But we understand that it might not happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and you, we're at the age where you can understand that, but yeah. for his kids, they don't. Yeah, of course. So so then the Queensland government hasn't yet um, allowed it, but they've told you how much it will cost. And now the, the cost is not an issue. Um, the, the beautiful people of our country, and everyone has been saying it, that, that you should be allowed. So you've got the money, but you still yeah. haven't heard from the Queensland government on whether or not this is going to be allowed to happen yet. Yeah, we're still we're still waiting and... I mean, we've come up with a lot of other options, but it's a lot harder for, for Mark to then deal do where this is the best option for him is for us to do all the moving and, and getting there rather than trying to get him and then him having to quarantine as well. And, yeah. and him trying to get chemo treatments. Yeah, it's, just yeah. A, it's a lot more for him to do other options. And, it, I mean, it's a last resort. We, we could do it, but... Because I know yesterday the Premier did distance herself from it and said, look, it's not my decisions. The person that's making this is the health authorities. Um, Dr Jeanette Young was originally doing them all herself. Now apparently there's a team of 80 who are approving them each day or, as this sounds, um, declining them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it goes out to, like, my heart. Like, I've been following Sarah's story about with her and her dad and Mm. it's, it's someone that, especially now that we've been given... That she's someone yeah. that I really want to be in contact and see if we can help. Like, yeah. um, mm. even if we can help pay for her quarantine and stuff like that, that's something that. Yeah, that we'd Sarah's like to the uh, the Cam- she's lady. living in Canberra and she um, had applied to see her dad. Sadly, she didn't see her dad before he passed away, but wanted an exemption to go to his funeral. And you would have seen the headlines. She was all dressed up to be able to view his body after the funeral. Mm. It yeah. just seems absurd. Like it, it just seems that we've lost sense. I understand that we're trying to get COVID um, numbers to go down. I think, and this is just from what I've read and I see, I I think this is, if there was no election coming up at the end of this year, I don't believe there would this any of this would be happening. But you I saw believe... everyone agree. Everyone was. If you look at any poll, most Queenslanders have said keep the border shut. They don't want it. Yeah, but they agree that there should absolutely be exemptions. I think that I should no be think that if anyone needs it on compassionate grounds, an exception should be made, and there should be yeah. conditions around keeping everyone safe in that situation. I think the issue here, though, is is the the number of people that are affected by it. And you saw like this was one story yesterday. And now there's so many other stories and so many exemptions that would need to be given that it might get out of control. But to but see a dying, a dying man. Mm. The biggest regret of my life yeah. is not calling my dad back after he called me the week he died. Mm. And all I see is four small children who may not get to see their dad, and that is not acceptable. Mm. And that is not okay that that is going to happen to them. And it makes me just... 
I sp- I don't I'm sorry. I'm, I don't want to make this about me, Tam, but I cannot accept. No, but it, it's such a relatable thing. Like you, you've gone through that, and so it, that that's what we're fighting for, and that's what we're trying to get the government to see is like these kids have to live with this. Mm. I it cannot feels like accept you it. haven't even got a person that you can deal with. Do you know? It feels like you're just sending letters and just getting no's well, rather than actually even speaking to someone. And like we, we've gotten a few phone calls and. Mm. They're like, we are, we are dealing with me, and then the next phone call, it's someone completely different, and you have to go straight back to the start and go again. And mm. and when you ask questions, like, oh, sorry, that has nothing to do with me. Like, well, I don't know how to answer that. I have to talk to someone else. And it's it's so hard. Yeah. How are the kids coping? As well as it can be expected. Like, mm. yeah. They, how do you explain to them what a border no. cro- Like, hey, you can't mm. cross a border. Like, they've mm. been to Queensland. Like, let's get in the car anymore. Like, you just drive up there. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's so hard to be like, no, like, you can't get through. They won't let the car through. Yeah. Like, it's, it's hard to explain that. And, like, even cancer, especially to the younger ones. Like, cancer is such a widely used word. Like, it's it's so prominent in, in society now. But it, they don't understand, like, the effects it actually has and, and how fast it can t- deteriorate someone and what it actually does. And that's it's something that we don't want them to witness. And because we only have a set period of time, in his health, like in a timeline to go see him before he, he's on his chemo, before he's at his worst and things like that. Like, um, if we don't get it before the 19th and we can't go up there, we don't know if he's going to make it to the next lot that we could go through. So, Well, we have requested to speak to uh, Dr Jeanette Young and we'll yep. continue to try for you, Tam, as no doubt all your family will as well. Thank you so much for uh, keeping in touch with us. And if you need anything else, please call us. Anything we can do to help, we'll always be here to take your call. Honestly, thank you so much for helping us get this through. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alpha Bucks Monday. It K will be... for karate and W for watermelon. <laughs> the 14th of September. 14th. 14th, yep. I've had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday play. Brilliant. That's a TV edit. <laughs> I don't want anyone to panic because this happened overseas. Oh, it would no, never happen in Australia. But if it has, you can call us 131060. When did a snake just pop up? Because I don't, I don't care about snakes. I've got no fear of them. It's the surprise yeah. that I've got an issue with. They're always I'm in cans and nuts. For it and I want to hold it. That's no. My, my brother's got pet snakes, mm-hmm. but it's just a surprise. And this. Do you, do you mind them? Sorry, do you mind snakes? Are you, you like if someone came into the studio with one, would you hold it and stuff? I would. I, I mean, it would ick me, but I'm not like totally frightened of them. Okay. This you would be frightened of because a uh, an 18 year old boy sat down on the loo. Mm. Um, uh, it just uh, 20 k's from uh, Bangkok in Thailand. And uh, he was on the toilet, and then all of a sudden he was just like, ah, oh, the sharpest pain you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. And he looked down into the toilet bowl, and there was a 1.2 metre python biting his... Ooh, trouser snake. Biting his... <laughs> now, um, it, it obviously bled, and it disaster in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. He then had to go to the hospital. They did stitch him up and give him very strong antibiotics. But he said the pain, unbelievable. All right. Now, you do see lots of pictures online where people go, I found a, a, to- uh, a snake in my toilet. Yeah. They don't have gills. <laughs> so how long can a snake hold its breath for? It probably has its head out of the water. 
Yeah, but it's got to, to get... If it's coming through the toilet... Oh, I don't think it's come through the toilet. No, it's just sitting in the bowl. I think bowl, it would have been rubbed around the bowl. Yeah. bowl yeah. Oh, climbed into the bowl yeah. and then was hiding. We still need water yeah. to drink, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it might have gone down for a little bit of a... Oh, no, wait, I was here first. Then oh. he looks up, sees an, a sees. competitor for his space. <laughs> and thought, I am not doing that. <laughs> this one-eyed snake has got to go. We've always so, grown up in um, like bushland. Back in, in, in Adelaide, we always did, and brown snakes were an issue. And our neighbour um, sat down on a couch and it felt really a bit... Uh, and he got up and there was a brown snake just <gasps> all curled up that he actually sat on. Couch? He came running out of the house. Couch cushions are meant to be a really snaky spot of the house, snaky I've spot. heard. That's yeah. where they get in. So we've got heaps of snakes in our area. Mm. Scotty keeps, and I think the school's requested not to, he keeps taking the sna- snake's um, skin, skin yeah. and putting it in a, a Ziploc Couple bag container, yeah. for taking it to school mm. for show and tell for the kids. I think they're like, That's the teacher. Mm. That's the teacher going, all right, we get it. <laughs> get it. Stop it. Yeah, we've got it we find saying, a lot of snake skins yeah. around our area. Yeah. yeah. Their neighbours had it in their letterbox. So he went to go and put his hand in the letterbox and there was a snake. No I, don't, I don't think they're all poisonous. Some are. You know, but where we are, are they? Yeah, there would be some. Yeah. They're like friendly little green ones. I can't, uh, you know me, and our oh, green ones generally, right? Um, I don't know if this one's true, but my ma- I'm pretty sure my mum was on a camping trip in the Scottish Highlands when she was growing up. Oh, no, she- anything with your mum's Is this screwed? the one that got the, um, what did she win? She won an Order of Australia, didn't she? All right, back yeah, off. Yeah. 131060, Anne, if you're listening. <laughs> and she woke up and there was a snake in her sleeping bag, an adder, and she had to lie there for like 10 hours while they got someone from the 10 city. 10 hours? Yeah, a long time to go and help her and come back and, <laughs> and get the snake, snake out of the sleeping bag. And that's why she hates some um, snakes. And that didn't move in the time. No, I've no got- it was warm. It was in the sleeping bag. I've got so many things to say about that, but because I Respect your mother. Mm. I'm keeping them all. We don't myself. respect you, but respect your mother. <laughs> so that's no, why. I, you didn't have to. You did not have to say that out loud. <laughs> love you, Anne. Think all and up, we but... love you too, Steph. Nah, you know that. You just don't respect me. I no, res- you know that. <laughs> but that's. But that's what it's like. You don't respect me. I know. I it's respect. a mutual. It's a mutual disrespect. Agreement. Anyway, that, that's every snakes. boy and his father. You know, snakes. you love them. Mm. Don't always respect them. Mm. But, but it don't is, show respect. It is snake season. So it go is. out, enjoy yourself. But uh, when did a snake just pop up? And get you. 30, no, just get you. Just popped up. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. You had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday play. I don't want to put fear into people, mm. but uh, we did ask when a snake has just popped up and uh, all our phones are blocked because so many people have called. <laughs> so <laughs> happy snake season. I mean, most of them aren't dangerous. Is now when they're mating and procreating. Now's and where they're coming out because it's warmer. Yeah, they tend to stay inside because it was cold. They're cold blooded. Queensland, but yeah, take care. Uh, Helen in Pack Pines. When have a snake just uh, popped up? Uh, so I have a little dog, and he has a tendency to bark at literally anything and everything. Little dogs so, do, don't they? Oh yeah. So I most often ignore him. Um, but one uh, morning he was barking in my bedroom and a couple of times I thought maybe it was just a cat, so I didn't think too much of it. But eventually I got sick of it and went in to have a look at what it was. And when I had a look on the floor at the foot of my bed to determine what it was that he was barking at, I noticed this um, black coiled serpentine um, shape on the floor at the foot of my bed. And I immediately grabbed the dog and bolted. Because I thought uh, maybe it was a red belly at the mm. time. Um, and I called the snake catcher to come and uh, remove the snake. And when they came in to, to take it away, um, it was an eastern small-eyed snake. So they are venomous. Right. Um, and it had been in my bedroom 
for over 12 hours. It had wow. crawled in under my bed at 7 p.m. the previous night. Helen, I was really hoping you were going to say the snake catcher came and it was just like the... Um the pipe from the vacuum cleaner curled yeah. up or something like that. That's where I really thought that was going to go then. Uh, Nikki and Lockyer Waters, snake story. When this one popped up and gotcha. Well, I was doing the washing one night and I uh, came and opened the lid of the washing machine and there was a snake sitting on top. <laughs> you just run away, say, have the house, I'm done. Washing's not good for me anyway. <laughs> no, I just closed the lid, Googled what type it was and then uh, found out it was only mildly venomous, so I got a uh, broomstick and took it out. Oh, oh you are. You're heckers. I love it, Nikki. That's awesome. I would have run to the next door neighbour. He's in his 80s. John, help me. <laughs> <laughs> and he would have, because he always does. Andrew in Kalango, when did a snake just pop up? Um, yeah, I had uh, two of my brother in laws actually sleep on top of a brown snake that was in a pillowcase. Wow. Oh, so, yeah, so I had the first brother in law, he was asleep in the morning. Um, and then once he woke up later on, he left. And then I had the other brother-in-law come over later on in the afternoon, laid on the same pillow. And then he woke up, came out to the lander and goes, I think there's something um, in the pillowcase. And we went in there and checked it and took it out and there was a brown snake. Wow. And then we rang up the, up, we rang up the other brother-in-law and said, mate, did you find anything like anything wrong with that pillow? He goes, yeah, I thought something was moving around. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> oh, wow. Because isn't brown snakes, it doesn't matter their size, they're just as venomous mm. as the, the bigger ones? Yeah, brown and, snakes. Are, yeah. And they're endangered, so you're not allowed to... Oh, protected, sorry, mm. or something. You're not allowed to... Really? Absolutely not. Mm. Absolutely not. And I know you don't know anyone who's ever done anything to a brown snake because it's no, expensive. No, no, What? I didn't, know that. Well, I didn't know that cause growing up because we had a lot around mm. our house. Can't, can't hurt them. My mm. dad used to take them outside carefully and release them into the wild. Of That's course. Exactly. Of course he did. Of course he's he did. A he's a, yeah. A uh, conservationist. Sheena, you got a snake. Where? Oh, okay. So first off, I am absolutely petrified. Like, I cry. I vomit. Oh. I'm just a mess when mm. I see a snake just on TV or in a book. I can't deal with it. <laughs> so one morning... My husband has a better car than me, and he wasn't working, so I decided I'm taking your car to work. I'm mm. driving along Sandgate Road, peak hour traffic, and a snake comes up from the bonnet. Wow. Crawls up the front um, window. Uh, yeah, the yeah. front window. Yeah. I have just freaked out. I'm going, I'm closing all the air vents in the car, mm -hmm. going, it's going to crawl through the vents mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. I'm hyperventilating. I, like, vomit on myself wow. in the car. Wow, wow. <laughs> and, yeah, as soon as I got to work, I rang my husband. I'm like, you need to come swap cars. And I never got in his car again for four months. Yeah, oh. fair play. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was he annoyed you vomited in his car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of so course. He, he wasn't happy at all. He wasn't happy. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Can you make your hotline ring? You can ask us anything. We did say you can call about anything you want on 131060, but we were doing a phone topic on when a snake just popped up and got you. So if you still <laughs> want to talk about that... Uh, Justin in McGregor. Oh, they're all snake-related. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you've got something non-snake-related, we still want to chat to you at 131060. But... Justin, what's your story? Well, basically, when I first moved to Australia, um, I was still a bit uneducated on the venomous snakes that were around. So uh, I made some friends the first week at school. We went to the beach the, the first weekend I was here. 
saw a snake. I'm from South Africa. I love animals. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to go see what this snake's about. So I went and picked up the snake, went back to my friends. They all freaked out, ran away. I was like, it's just a snake. Went home, had a look in a python uh, snake's uh, book that my cousin gave me before I moved to Australia. Mm. Turned out it was a taipan. So I was holding one of the most venomous snakes in the world. Didn't even know. Justin, you have dangerous animals in South Africa. Surely you weren't walking around patting lions and stuff. Uh... I'd love to answer that and say no, but... <laughs> <laughs> He's the original Tiger King. Um, I also want to shout out on my Instagram to uh, BreezyDC2. I told mm. you guys about this before. He sent me a message, a really important one this week, and said, mate, you need to get on this. And it is a uh, Facebook group mm. um, called Blokes and Their Zinger Boxes, mm-hmm. where it's just guys travelling the world uh, <laughs> showing off their... Where they've eaten Zinger Boxes. Can so... I ask a question about it? Because I've never had a Zinger Box. Mm. Yeah. What is in there? Uh, is it a different type of KFC or is it? Well, it's zinger the hot and spicy. Is the hot and spicy? It's hot and spicy. And what do yeah. you get in there? Well, you get if you can get like a zinger two piece feed, or you can get a zinger burger box. Yeah. Um, explain what it is. Like, well, do zinger, you get a burger get or box. just yes? Well, a zinger two piece feed is yeah. the box. Yeah. Two, two bits of, of chicken, chicken, chips, a roll, coleslaw, and some, uh, and some gravy. Well, and I kind of want to know: is it different all over the world though? Probably. Like, if everyone's posting it. Do you want to say different? Because when you go, like, yeah, they people always be. post when you go to McDonald's in yeah. France yep. how different it is. Yeah, 13, 10, 60. Mm. Have you eaten KFC in another country? Mm. That mm. is one of the greatest questions this show's ever asked. But <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> but earlier on in the show, we were talking about snakes, and I said that my mum had a snake story, and um, I, I wasn't sure, as I am with a lot of my memories, I wasn't sure if it was actually real. So my mum's called to verify whether or not this snake encounter happened. Mum. Hello. Hello. Did you have an encounter with a snake and what was it? Yes, I did. And it was an adder. I was doing the chicken. Matty, you behave yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just, just quietly. I, I was doing the Duke of Edinburgh award scheme. Yeah, we had the Duke of Edinburgh here. Why do you always not call That's it what, what I said, it is? said, the Prince Charles thing. You said she was off camping with Prince Charles. No, I said she was doing the Prince Charles thing. Not, anyway, continue. It's not even Prince Charles, by the way. It's his, um, the, the other one. Okay. The older guy. His dad. What's his right. dad? Yeah, the dad. Yeah. <laughs> so I was doing that and yep. we were camping. We had to do these forced marches and we slept in sleeping bags in like wee bothies. Mm. And I, I woke up and like it's, it's freezing. Mm. And I woke up and curled up in where my knees are was a bloody adder. And like I just froze. I was terrified. And Stav's right. They did have to um, get somebody to, well, what they had to do was get me out. Mm. He um, said you laid there for, for 10, 10 hours. hours. It wasn't. It felt like 10 years. Um, <laughs> now I know where he gets the exaggeration. How, how long uh, was it, it? It wasn't that long. They got somebody in and they. Um, we were with the army guys. They mm. were the ones who were our trainers. So they got the, them to come up because they sent us out on our own. It was supposed to be survival. Mm. Um, mm. So it took them a while to get to us and they had to get me out. And then um, I wouldn't go back in the sleeping bag. Mm. There no. you go. So it wasn't it. You were close. It's exactly accurate, except for the 10, ten hours. hours. Yeah, and absolutely. the Prince Charles. Thanks, Mum. Love you. <laughs> James in Brackenridge, you've eaten KFC in Malaysia and England. Yes, I have. Ooh, it, what's the it difference? Is fantastic. It, it, there's just something, I don't know, there's something in the oil. It just makes it so much better in Malaysia. Right. I can uh, vouch. Um, England's pretty same-same, though, right? I've had it in England. Yeah, they um, but they do um, little corn bowls instead of, like, a coleslaw. Um and you can also get baked beans too in England. Yes, you KFC. can. Yes. At KFC? Yeah. Yes. 
Right. So instead of getting your coleslaw, potato and gravy, you get some baked beans and corn. I don't think they need to bring that. Yeah, no. not here. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, we can get it in a And what about ourselves. Malaysia? Do they have more Malaysian-style food? Yeah, you can get a, uh, you can get like a nasi goreng uh, flavour <gasps> yeah. burger. Oh, I love um, that. They do limited edition, like you can get your nasi lemak, which is like the national dish of Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I you can get yeah. you can get curry sauce with your zinger boxes. Do you know what, Maddie? I don't Love support it. you enough. But if we, once borders open, want to go and try KFC in Malaysia. <laughs> You're up for that? I'm up for it. Right. So you want to do a like, red lunchbox tour of the world where yeah. we'll just fly in for the day, eat KFC and leave. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be fat by the end of that. Imagine how many paper towelettes we'd have. <laughs> As little mementos. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Let's lock it in. Okay. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. There we go. That's podcast. Love you guys. Love you more. Bye. Love, love you, you most. Love you the mostest. Yeah, you win. Love you infinity plus one. Every time you say I love you more, I love you plus one. Stab? Yeah, he wins. <laughs> Good guy. Stop, Abby and Matt. Get that fun feeling in the morning. Everyone.